Welcome to episode four of the Marguerite Fora podcast. And oh my goodness, when I decided to talk about the topic of courage, and I wrote down some subcategories that I'd really like to discuss. The topic of being a truth seeker was one that both frightened me, but also terribly excited me. And today I'm so grateful to have my husband be my podcast guest again. And we are going to be discussing the topic, the courage to be a truth seeker. What? <laughs> Welcome to my podcast, my podcast, Marguerite Bora, the podcast. So, my love, I'm going to throw you straight into the deep end. Why do you think it is that people lie? Well, I think it probably comes down to the fact that as human beings, I don't think we like hurting people's feelings. And so when the opportunity presents itself, when someone asks for feedback or we just need to give them feedback, we don't really want to let people down and let their feelings down maybe that's one of them or then there's probably the selfish reason if you kind of have something to gain then there's maybe the element that you want to keep it to yourself and cheat you know those are probably the psychological reasons I would pick up off the bat. So talking about cheating, now I know you've got a brother and I've got two brothers too. When you used to play board games and perhaps other games, did you ever find yourself cheating? And if you can reflect back on your early age, where do you think it all starts for us? Yeah, I, look, I think we, we like to play by the rules. We're all very competitive, but there's this unwritten rule that, you know, you've got to be able to trust the person to play by the rules. Generally, we were pretty good like that, but I, I'm sure in my younger days, I probably robbed the bank in Monopoly or something like that. I'm, I wouldn't have put it past my younger self. <laughs> um, How about you? I think also Monopoly was the, the one game. I, wa I was the bank in Monopoly. You were the bank. I was the bank. Okay. Um, no, but in most other games, I try to more outsmart my brothers than, I guess, cheat. Another space I've often found myself telling white lies is perhaps when you get your hair done or something and I don't know if it's I, I the same for guys the feeling. but if you hate your hair like I don't feel like I had the courage in the past to tell my hairdresser oh my gosh I really hate this I'd be like oh it's so nice when I was like mm, I don't like this yes sure we pick up these little bad habits and sometimes we're just trying to protect people's feelings and I guess it's a bit of a blurry topic when it comes to telling a bit of a lie to protect someone's feelings. Can you tell me more what your thoughts are on that? Well, I think there's kind of the, the for me, the classic uh, modern day scenario where, you know, someone thinks they can sing, someone in the family thinks they're a good singer and the family or the friends tell them, no, you sing fantastically well and they end up entering something like the voice and completely embarrassing themselves. And I think, you know, that's where the, the courage to tell the truth, to, to be a truth seeker really comes into play. I mean, at the end of the day, <laughs> if you care for someone, you really do want to be telling them the truth. And, you know, that's something we've realized uh, is that, you know, often it's not fun to tell the truth. It's not fun to, to tell people what you feel is how you see it. But often you've got to just do it. And um, if not to save the person, just to be true to yourself, you know. It's interesting. It's an interesting uh, perspective you have. I think I struggle with that. If I see somebody really is passionate about something, let's say, for example, like The Voice, and they really want to perform, I find it hard to tell them, 
you know, you're not that great. You suck. I, I don't think, I don't think I could do that. I'd more be like, I, I would take more interest in the reason why they want to do it. You know, I think for me, if they maybe maybe yeah. if I if I can maybe to interject yeah just maybe encourage them to try on a smaller scale first like to try sing at a bar first or, or a restaurant or yes. something and and to try find the reaction there rather than to 300 million people in yeah. America yeah. I, I'm, I'm for example or 60 million in South Africa where we are um yeah no I think that's that's I think that's taking the element of telling the truth, but also respecting the person's dreams. Yeah, I, I, I don't like think that. by any tr by any means you have to say you suck. Mm. It's probably just trying to to work through it with the person and understand exactly how they feel it's going to go, and maybe resetting expectations slightly. Let's put ourselves in the hot seat. Let's talk about how the, how other people perceive us could perhaps cause us to not tell the truth thinking of perceptions and letting that motivate our choice of words so i think we we both read a book which kind of impacted us quite hugely mm. uh, it was by jordan peterson and the book was called 12 rules for life and one of the rules is always tell the truth or at least never tell a lie i hope i've said it right and um that really kind of struck us because you can tend to go down these very deep, dark holes once lying or untruths start getting told. And I've, I've experienced it myself. I've told a, a lie and been called out on it. And it really impacted me so hard because it was the most rubbish feeling. It was, it was awful. You know, it, it kind of really makes you think about whether it's worth just telling someone something that they want to hear versus you being able to sleep soundly at night mm. knowing that you've been a truth seeker. That's something that's impacted us quite hard. It's, it's not easy. Yes. Uh, um, how do you feel? I think the example of being invited somewhere that you just really don't want to go. Perhaps you are just currently in a season where your diary is just packed with engagements and all you want is an evening at home where you want to do nothing. And the difficult part comes in telling the truth. I think after reading that book and after really starting to practice telling the truth, and I st still don't always get it right, but having the courage to actually say, you know what, I'm exhausted and I really just need a me night. And mm. I'm sorry, I, I could lie to you. I could say that there was an emergency or that I'm sick, mm. but I'm rather just going to ask you to respect that what I need is one night to myself. And if I watch series or if I eat ice cream or if I just really, or if I just get an early night's rest, you know, rather telling the truth than trying to protect my perception of what somebody else might be thinking about mm. me. Let me rephrase that. Trying to protect the way that somebody else might be seeing me. I, I can't manage other people's perceptions, sure. but I can manage what comes out of my mouth. Yeah, and I think the whole truth-seeking discussion comes with making peace with uh, what others think of you is out of your control, largely the fact that we need to place less reliance on what others think of us and more reliance on truth. And I think that shift in perception enables us to 
be truth seekers. Let's talk about how in times we might be with a group of people socializing and somebody says something that fundamentally is what we do not agree with. Now, does being passive or doing nothing count as lying or not telling the truth in your opinion? Sure, that's a fine line. I think um, you could you could argue both ways, uh, but you could very much argue that doing nothing is agreeing. I think that's probably the easier argument to say. If you do nothing, it's it's more agreeing. But yeah, peer peer pressure, groupthink can really be a challenging thing um, because you can often look like um, a killjoy yes. or be a bit of a, a, a downer if you if you all of a sudden really kind of object. Um, so I mean, it's it's probably in some times there's a time and a place to say. You know, I, I really object to that statement or that because sometimes it is just so outrageous and wrong yes. that the core of you needs to sternly object. Other times there are more gentle ways. I'm not an expert, far from it. Yeah. Um, so please don't see that as me giving advice. That's more me just speaking to myself, I guess, of saying at times you, there are gentle ways to do it. At times, there are ways to say, you know, what you're saying about that group of people is just flat out wrong and I can't listen to that or accept that way of thinking. I'm going to ask you a bit of a, a, a challenging follow-up question. How do you think we can advocate for others who may not necessarily have voices? It's one thing telling our truth, saying, hey, I, I just disagree with what you guys have said. But when do, when do you feel it's a good idea to take it to the next step to truly advocate for someone else who, who isn't there to advocate for themselves? We could make the example light, like gossip, for example. Um, or we could take it a little bit deeper to groups of people that are overlooked and are sometimes the butt of the joke. H how do you think we should advocate for others in being a truth seeker? Well, I think taking gossip to the side first, um, if someone's got a contrarian um, viewpoint to you, always, I think, first listening is, is helpful. You know, you might be surprised. And then, you know, questioning and asking a question as to the fundamentals as to why they believe that might either get them to change their belief um, or to see the flaws, potential flaws in their argument. Um, and then to just ask people to step into other people's shoes and say, you know, well, imagine you were born this way or that way, or you mm. didn't have this or that, and you didn't have this opportunity or that opportunity. How would you have have uh, coped and what would you say to people who who view you as this i think that's maybe a decent way i think i'm not saying powerful. the only way yes i i remember reading about the power of questions mm. and i actually well, i actually learned that from you by I, the way. <laughs> I i was more actually reflecting on that whole topic of questions from an internal perspective like asking yourself better questions so mm. that you thrive in certain situations or that you're a better version of yourself in situations but never actually really wrapped my mind around it until now that if somebody challenges what you believe and it 
feels in your core like you need to advocate for someone or you need to be a truth seeker actually focusing first on asking them questions to not force your beliefs or your opinions mm. on them but rather have them think because i've just learned if people don't ask you for something they're not interested mm. so just sharing your truth is gonna fall on the floor <laughs> To rather just respect the person and just ask yeah. them questions and see how much space you have. And and also, I think maybe as people, we, we're getting worse with having discussions about difficult things. And we all just want to, you know, say our viewpoint and argue it and debate it. And it's just a clash where there's surprisingly a lot of middle ground between with its politics the right and the left um, there's this there's a lot more in common that people have than they think they have if they just went and asked each other questions as to well you know why do you want this or why do you want that or why are you so firm on this and not willing to budge um, there's a lot that actually we do share in common and questions can help us bridge these gaps or learn something new yeah. because we can't be so set in our beliefs that we're not willing to listen to the other side mm. no matter how crazy it is uh, it's sometimes good to to just listen to that other side yeah i agree you put gossip to the side i think for me if i reflect back on my 20s i found myself you know, if I was with a group of people and somebody was talking about something, I felt cool or a bit edgy, you know, in a in a trendy sense that if I contributed a piece of information that nobody knew in that moment, I would be glorified in some sense. But then momentarily afterwards, I would feel so low and so ugly for perhaps not respecting somebody who wasn't there. And I think as I've gotten older, I've gotten a bit more confident to just be like, guys, I don't like talking about other people. I haven't mm. always got it right. It's so hard because that whole perceptions thing, that whole wanting mm. to be accepted, there's so, so much behind why people gossip. And it's something I think I've really worked through well and something I, I try avoid like the plague. Yeah. But what are your thoughts? Yeah, look, I think we all, flawed people so there's plenty for people to gossip about us for example and it's just trying to find people in your life that don't want to talk about others and try to mm. find people in your life that want to talk about you know the good true um worthy things in life like you know love and family and and just joyful things and uplifting things and encouraging you know what we said uh, we actually made this realization at the beginning of this year that if you get to the point of gossip you clearly have spent too much time with this person because you don't have enough fresh original content mm. to bring to a conversation if where you go is talking about others sure and and we we all we all not immune to it you know yeah. i think it comes from a place of you know wanting to fit in wanting to be liked by by a person and so you know it's easy to just sit here and slander gossip but you know it's it's a tricky thing as much as possible you've got to try um you know put it down and and and, and put it away um, and and not engage in it but yeah, it, it can be a tricky thing. I think something I read, and I can't remember where I read this, but it was learning to listen to your 
words, learning to observe what you say, as opposed to just saying it and then reflecting on it, like being truly present in the moment when you speak Mm. and being mindful of the words you use and the sentences you use. And I think when we are more mindful of what we're saying as opposed uh, as opposed to how we're saying it and how it's going to be received, if, it might help us to actually choose not to say something. Mm. My love, something you do very well is you embrace the awkward. How... how <laughs> Can you give us some practical tips? She's just saying I'm awkward in, in group settings. <laughs> no, you're not. You, you're just not afraid of awkward moments. No, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. I just don't always feel the need to say something when there's nothing being said. And I, how that comes into being a truth seeker or something, I guess it's just probably saying something that you, you might not have thought through which is what well. i would do because i would hate for people to feel uncomfortable so i would rather just say something to like which, fill a gap which comes out of a good place you it know? comes out of You're a good place but to... afterwards i'm like no, I, I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing because <laughs> i love those people <laughs> um because they they help me at times <laughs> <laughs> so i think the beauty is though sometimes actually knowing when to just be secure in who you are and not try fill a moment with something that you might regret or something that's not fundamentally true to you, just saying something. Yeah. You could regret it later and to just perhaps practice being comfortable in an awkward moment. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, the the, the Bible speaks about how um, powerful the tongue is, you know. Yeah. you know. It has the power to to really kind of... It has the power to bring life. To bring life and... And, and death. And, yeah, kill things. And so, you know, how we use it is... Um, is, is quite important and so sometimes us knowing when to hold our tongue is important i sometimes don't get that right at all i sometimes say things that i shouldn't say you know i love what you you've just said and i think this is a nice way to actually just round up this podcast i think it can be a nice short one because it's it's quite a heavy topic yeah and def- it's, definitely it's, is a heavy it's a topic. tough one to reflect on while i speak about it because mm. i just feel oh i'm so imperfect and i have obviously the goal of stepping into being a truth seeker but it's scary i think you do a tremendous job love. thank you my love but it's it's still it's still something i have to work so hard at mm. and i think just talking about it really makes me feel mm. like wow i still got such a long way to go but i'm i'm proud of us for having the you conversation but let's wrap it up by talking about how do we turn a lie into the truth if we've said something if we've really Oh, just felt terrible about saying something either to fill a silence or to fit in or to maybe be, I don't know, praised in a certain situation for adding valuable information. H- how do we turn that into a truth? I think each person's got their own style. I think um, I'll try, you know, take ownership of of where I've gone wrong and just say, flip you know what i've just said or what i did yesterday that was just not right of me i needed just say i'm sorry for this and this i shouldn't have done here's where it came from here's what i was trying to do but actually you know what i should have done instead was this and hope you can kind of uh forgive me for that just try to take ownership of what you've done is probably my style how do you I think you've got a similar method. I think so. I think so. But I think um, I'll never forget 
it was in a church service. I went to a pastor say the bravest person in the marriage is the person who's able to say they're sorry first. Mm. And I think that has really rippled into all of my relationships, whether it's friendships or even just working relationships. Sometimes you have to be the brave person to say, I'm sorry. Mm. I'm sorry for raising your expectations or I'm sorry for letting you down. Knowing when to say sorry, I think. Yeah. I think that's the best way to turn a lie into a truth. And I think it's not beating yourself down. I think I can be very hard on myself sometimes, and I know a lot of people are too. Mm. But maybe first just making peace that, you know, you, you're working to becoming a better version of yourself and every single courageous step you take in apologizing and stepping closer to being a full-time truth seeker, it. It's something that should be celebrated and it's hard, hard conversations people want to avoid and the courage and having them, I think it really shows you the type of people you have in your life because mm. some people will try guilt you and try and make you feel terrible and it's a good indication that those people maybe you shouldn't have in your life <laughs> but you will also have people who are understanding and don't hold it over you and don't make you feel like you need to overcompensate. Mm. And then, you know, this is somebody I, I really need to fight for. Mm. So I think, yes, my love, any final thoughts on truth seeking from you? Sure. Final thoughts. Um, don't get it right myself all the time. Um, but I think, yeah, just a working, uh, a work in progress and there's freedom to, to telling the truth. And there's a lot of, you know, captivity to, to, to telling untruths or, or, or lies. So yeah, just trying to like live my freest life by being a truth seeker. And, and it's, it's yeah, very, very freeing when, when, when I get that right. I think for me, it's just practicing grace, having grace for others when they disappoint you and not pers expecting perfection from others because you are going to mess up at some mm. point and you are going to disappoint people and, at some point mm. and it's nice to first practice grace because when you receive it you really appreciate it yeah no doubt so guys thank you for joining this episode of the podcast it was deep <laughs> but if you want to listen to our other episodes please check them out this is episode number four we've already got episodes on the courage to love the courage to travel the courage to start something new <laughs> Feel free to subscribe to the podcast and leave us great reviews. <laughs> Thank you for joining. See you in the next podcast. Bye-bye.